I'm opening. We have an eye, sort of a nostril, two teeth. Hmm. One of the teeth has a small cavity. Close call, folks, but I think we got here just in time. Presented by Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro. This is Anatomy of a Movie. In-depth discussions and breakdowns of various movie titles. And now that you've seen the movie, let the dissection begin. Boat party, boat party, boat party, boat party, boat party. Oh, you know you're not invited, right? No, no. That's a great song, though. Did you come up with that? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually. Oh, man, you did? Totally got to get that copyright. That was amazing. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Get get it? Hello, ladies and Ah, I got you. Today, we are doing a special Anatomy movie for Hello, Ladies, the movie. It's a cross-collaboration between Popcorn Talk Network and AfterBuzz TV because back in September of 2013, this was a TV show. Due to cancellation, they made a movie out of it. Yeah, and I'm glad they did because I was really bummed out and I heard they weren't going to do a season two because I saw the whole first season when it ran on HBO and because it's HBO, it's not like regular TV. You got swears, you know, some dirty stuff in there. And I'm a huge fan of Stephen Merchant and Ricky Gervais, so I I was plugged in from day one of the show. Absolutely, and that is the voice of JTE. What's up, everybody? JTE. And we have Phil Svitek here, big fans of Hello, Ladies, the TV show and obviously the movie. Um, Today, we're going to talk about the movie. Because that's yeah. what we like. And it, but uh, before we begin, if you haven't subscribed yet, um, whether to AfterBuzz TV on YouTube or on iTunes, definitely do so. Or, of course, the network that we're kind of doing today, Popcorn Talk. Go to youtube.com slash popcorn talk network. Subscribe or go on iTunes and subscribe there. There's a lot of shows that we do here at the Popcorn Talk Network. So, uh, definitely worth checking out. Let's get into it. First and foremost, what made you fall in? love with the TV show. Let's kind of start there, then we'll bring it to the okay. movie. Um, well, I'm a huge fan of Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant. Uh, I am one of the people that says the UK office is one of the greatest Absolutely. shows ever. It, it kills the US. I, I argue with my friends a lot because everyone's like, oh, Steve Carell is so much better. I was like, what the office UK did, first of all, they did it first. And it's so much more realistic. The US office got so ridiculous towards the end. It was almost like a goofy cartoon by and it the got series. Out. That's that's one of the reasons why I love exactly. just British TV in general is that it's just in and out. Yeah, six episodes per season and then just like this did it ended with a movie. Which is fantastic I wish US shows do that because Almost every U.S. show I love is great for about one or two, maybe maybe three seasons, and then it gets dragged out and just falls off the map. Yeah, very very few t- series can can kind of survive in that way, um, and especially if they're network and they're pulling twenty two yeah episodes a season. If they're doing thirteen, they can sustain yeah for a little bit. You're overall. not stretching it out. And listen, they've had some success. I mean, Office was their biggest success easily. Extras also went to HBO, loved Extras, and I think. He, this is the thing with Hello Ladies. Um, I wonder how people outside of L.A. connect as much as I feel like maybe I connect with this show. The, the, and therein lies the first problem. The second okay. problem is it's also, as we've been mentioning, it's British humor. And the problem yeah. with British humor, there's nothing likable in The Office. He was abs- – there was no redeeming quality to him very rarely. And with uh, Stephen Merchant in this as Stuart – in the TV series, he was he was despicable to the point. My favorite yeah. line ever was um, he had his friend, um, and I think it was Wade, watching his house while he went on a date. 
And he says to him, there's Chinese food in the fridge. B, B. Oh, not to have, but the number if you want to call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, that's funny because Ricky Gervais and Steve Merchant, they always do these with their characters where you don't really feel anything for them at first. Even in, uh, let's, uh, I know I'm going back to the office, the UK office, Brent, played by Rick Gervais, is a despicable human being. He cares more about what people think than what, you know, he actually feels about himself. And just like this show did with like extras and all these other shows, they bring it to a very dramatic, almost kind of sad place. And sometimes performances, especially, I'm jumping all over the place, but extras, they ended this with a movie, and there's a straight-up emotional scene where Ricky Gervais is talking right to a camera because he's on this, like, a celebrity, like, you know, Big Brother show. And I remember watching it thinking, my God, I was dying of laughter half an hour ago, and now I'm, like, almost to tears because of how dramatic the scene was. And this movie, which... I'm trying to think. The series never really got dramatic. It was always pretty much funny. It was until until the last episode, Remmerk is kind of... You oh, know, the season finale, yeah. Yeah, the, you know, you had the whole thing with the mm-hmm. models, and, and she dumped him, and, and kind yeah. of uh, Jessica was going through her bit, mm-hmm. and uh, and Wade with the, the breakup of his wife coming to a realization he was never going to win her back. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's true. And But this movie, the last half hour is almost joke not i want to say joke free but very light on the jokes whereas the first hour i was just was laughing so much throughout this whole thing and then the last half hour i was like okay they're doing the ricky gervais ricky you know Stephen merchant thing they're gonna get serious and uh send the show off with a little bit of a heartfelt note <laughs> yeah. that's kind of how i did and uh you know speaking of the first hour so let's start there because it was so many awkward moments yeah that's um, what they're so good at they're so good at awkward moments absolutely um one of my you know obviously why the by the way this this whole thing is billed as you know um Stewart's ex lover yes um you know comes back with her husband and, and from there and which by the way is the catalyst we, we've always known kind of Jessica and Stewart Mm-hmm. We're meant to be together now. Yeah, I kind of knew that from the second, third episodes. Like they live together practically. She lives right outside. He runs to them. They always have this. It's that, it's that usual best friends. Then they realized, oh, they could be more best friends kind of story. So nothing too new there. Yeah. Uh, and so, by the way, remind me about to talk about the percentages. Yeah, we'll definitely yes. talk about that. But okay. in the sense of in in that when when they're in the. When they're first kind of meeting, and it's the most awkward. They haven't seen each other for years. Yeah, and he just gets right to the like. You got any British beers? So oh, the the, <laughs> the the husband was just looking for anything he could do to like put a notch in Stephen Merchant's belt because he just he just wanted to tear this guy down because he knows his wife feels a little bit like what, what did I miss out on here by breaking up with him? Because true. he told a great. I love the flashback by the way in the beginning of the film. It shows you like how she kind of. They were making fun of this guy, and then it's almost like she portrayed him by dating him, and then eventually end up marrying him. It's yeah. like you kind of went against what we were, you know, talking about. We're That's joking the about this guy. Diss. It's the ultimate diss. Oh god! It's like that girl's like, oh, that guy's such an a hole, and then like you see him, she's kissing him like a week later. It's like, come on. <laughs> I mean, but, it, but it also makes sense. I like the backstory because it finally makes sense why he came out here to tell. Yes, yeah, which was really cool because. Surprised they didn't start this season with that. They kind of need it. I want, yeah, I guess he didn't need it. I yeah. mean, I wonder if they, you know, they decided. I wonder if I wonder if season two. Uh, part of me wishes there was a season two because I love the characters, and this movie did feel like it, you know. Listen, we got an hour and a half to wrap up 
this whole story. And I think they actually could have brought out for a whole entire season. But listen, I'm not going to complain. I'm happy I got the movie. Absolutely. And and I'm glad it was an hour and a half. You know, I, I, yeah. had they tried to do this in two hours of comedy. Mm, you, you know yeah. what I mean? There's there's a difference. If you're either going to do the season or you're going to do one an hour and a half. But I think to, to compromise and say like, well, we could have done a season. So why don't we do two hours? Yeah. It never would have worked. Yeah. And I really like the half an hour block that the first season ran in. It felt very... Every episode felt very complete, and when I was watching this movie, it did feel like, oh, okay, this does, it didn't really feel like a movie. It just felt like a really long episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some fun trivia. You know, we'll, we'll talk about all the actors, but we have to talk okay. about Nicole Kidman. Yes, the best scene in the whole thing, is my opinion. Uh, so Stephen Merchant offered the cameo role to Nicole Kidman after um, he discovered that she had been um, to one of his stand-up shows. Oh, okay. And, uh, it, and, you know, so that's how the kind of idea came about to really? get her really involved, which is, which is neat. You know, there's the, I'm not surprised that she did it because Steve Merchant and Mike Gervais are so good at doing this. Uh, life's too short was a series they did right before this with, uh, work Davis mm-hmm. about like, he was a little person who was like in Hollywood and try, he was playing himself and every episode they had Liam Neeson, they had Johnny Depp, Helen Baum Carter. I mean, every episode and same thing with extras, Samuel Jackson, Orlando Bloom. I mean, you name it. They got huge people to come in and just do, do these really small cameos. Cause it's so simple. It's easy. Yeah. And then they're playing themselves and they're kind of making fun of their, like either their place in Hollywood or mm-hmm. like Liam Neeson in, um, life's too short. wants to do comedy. And there's this great scene with him, Stephen Merchant, and Ricky Gervais, where he's just trying to like deliver these comedy lines, but he does it in the most Liam Neeson way where he's just like, <laughs> I I don't even want to repeat some of the things he said, but he's like, I have HIV and I don't know how I got it. <laughs> he was trying to do these lines, Ricky Gervais, Steve Merchant, and they're just like, uh, this guy's, it's impossible for him to be funny. So the fact that got Nicole came in and she didn't really do anything too crazy. It was more like set up the scene. Basically. Do you want to yeah. set up the scene of like what happened? Uh, it's evening. Yeah. <laughs> the building is sturdy <laughs> as is up to code. Yeah. He's, he's basically there with his fake girlfriend cause he yeah. wants to impress the girl that's coming to visit the one that hooked up with the guy that was an a-hole and it's so great because I've I, listen I've done this before a little bit I'm not gonna lie <laughs> I brought a girl to a Hollywood party in the Hollywood Hills and there was a few actors and actresses there and I was just kind of like playing a role of oh yeah this is normal for me oh yeah you know I go to these parties every once in a while this was my first time ever to a Hollywood party it was for Halloween and I remember just thinking myself well, I was watching a scene I was like oh my god this is so close to what I've done before but it, it's made all the better because at first Jessica kind of takes the heat and blame of like, yeah, it's my friend. Yeah. And they have that little quarrel, mm-hmm. which by the way, it, it's, it's a double thing because it's working towards their relationship. Yep. But in the scene, again, it's like, okay, who's actually friends with her? And it's like, all right, fine. You said you're friends with her. So you go over there. Yeah. It's like, it, oh, ah, shoot. I I love the situations they're able to come up. Um, Rick Jerry and Steve Merchant, they're such good writers because they also write all these movies and shows. And they, for some reason, they're perfect at creating the most uncomfortable social situations. And again, Rick, it's it's different to see Stephen Merchant in that role too because it's always been Ricky Gervais. Extras, The Office, especially extras. It, every episode is literally how can we put this guy in the most uncomfortable social situation. So when I first heard about Hello Ladies, I was a little curious. I was like, wow, Steve Merchant's going to star in this thing? Because he's always been kind of the sidekick lackey, the Ricky Gervais. And I'll be honest, I wasn't sure if he'd be able to pull it off or if I'd really want to watch him as the lead. But I was totally impressed. He, he really he really delivers. 
Absolutely, and I think he channeled some of uh, Ricky Gervais. Oh, definitely. So. Oh, I could. As I was watching this, I was like, "This easily could be Ricky Gervais." You yeah, could... but it was it was finally funnier to see kind of instead of playing with, um, you know, fat humor. Instead, yeah. Now we got tall humor. Tall, lanky uh, glasses. A lot of glasses jokes. Make fun of his glasses a lot. Because I, I mean, but but that goes back to um, that goes back to the Office. Remember Ogie? Ogie. Ogie. Yeah. Ogie. 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 Yeah. I. Because that was Stephen Merchant. Yeah, Stephen Merchant. And even, I'm trying to think, he played the, the agent in Extras. And he was just a complete moron. <laughs> like, I mean, it was like out of a cartoon. He was just an imbecile. Uh, so this it was nice to see him play a more realistic kind of, you know, somewhat down-to-earth human being. But just like in Extras, Ricky Gervais dealt with celebrity and how that affects you and how it affects the way people treat you. And this one, it's like more about how... You want to be perceived. They they seem to do that a lot in their shows. Like they want to. It's about do you care about who you are? Do you care about how people see you? Well, that's they seem to wrestle with that a lot. I mean, you know, the only time he kind of opens up is with Glenn. Yep. You know, because he's like, "Hey, do you shave your pubes? <laughs> hey, can you teach me?" <laughs> yeah. But with everybody else, he's like, "I'm the expert." Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, I love that opening scene on the boat where he gives him the three. What are the three things? Uh, human contact, introduction, I, human contact, I, sexual. Yeah, may- bring up sexual. Make the conversation. conversation sexual. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> and then he's like, I remember he runs back. He's like, what's the third again? Yeah, yeah. Sexualize the conversation. And I love how he it's he he's not smooth at all. His character is not. He put his hand on her. He almost like pets her at one point, on, <laughs> pats her on the head. These guys, they can never do anything smooth because that's just not who he is. And he's trying to be somebody he ain't. And that's, you know, and even when he sexualized the conversation, he's using something that was obviously referenced earlier, mm-hmm. but he blows it off because he's, again, if it's not him, he's not interested in it, or if it's not getting him to his goal, and that's why he's interested in what Glenn has to say, because Glenn's successful at this, and then he pulls this out of his, let's you know, out of his ass, because he heard it before, yeah. and uh, she's like, oh, tell me more. Yeah, he doesn't have any more because he's not, he's never interested in anybody else's things. And again, like before he even approaches, her, he's like, pull up her Instagram, and she's like skiing for New Year's, and he's like, oh, and he mentions it like right away. She's like, how do you know I went skiing for New Year's? He's like, oh, just a guess. And she's like, oh, and ridiculously, she's like a Russian model who's a ridiculous, like beautiful, and the things that this guy actually, the guy who is also the somewhat boyfriend of his roommate, and he basically, what does he tell him? He gives him this advice, and it works. And I think that's why Stephen Merchant keeps doing what he's doing, because it kind of worked for him. Even in the first season, it kind of worked for him at times. Yeah, but it, it, it's to such a pathetic level. Remember no, that time? No, it's true. Yeah. Remember that time, you know, he's he's going after the girl, right? She says, meet me at this party. Mm-hmm. He goes to the party. She's like, that party was lame. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. at another party. <laughs> yeah. And he just keeps doing this over and over, and and, you know... Uh, I know a lot of guys. I've been that guy. That, and that sucks, but you have to eventually be like, okay, I have to be above this. Yeah. Uh, well, she may be hot, but come on. Yeah. Uh, you can only trade in so much dignity to get. <laughs> and he, in the show, just will basically do anything, whether it's throwing his friends under the bus, you know, getting rid of them, or just it's completely selling out. He'll sell out basically and lie, whatever he has to do to heck up with these hot girls. And it's not because he likes them, really. It's because he wants to be one of those guys against the hot girls. You know, so when, when he meets um, Stephen Tobolowsky's character. Yes, who's so good. Um, he's like, don't look him in the eye. <laughs> don't look in the eye, yeah. And I the brought whole... you this gift. I don't want that. I apologize, I apologize for this <laughs> gift. 
the whole, you know, no one, he's, and that was a running joke. So I think don't look him in the eyes. I kept thinking, cause he almost looked like, he's like, why aren't they looking me in the eyes? I kept waiting for him to say, be like, are you, what are you doing? But he never brought it up. I think it was actually don't look him in the eyes. Yeah. Which was great. <laughs> Just was what it was. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think, unless, yeah, unless you were a hot girl, he didn't, you know. Yes, exactly. I mean, he was the most shallow human being ever. Uh, Which, by the way, it's funny, you know, I loved, um, he plays Stu in Californication. Oh, so, so I, I loved his portrayal and, you know, just because it's it, back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, okay. So let's talk about Christine Woods who plays Jessica. She's, yeah. Really good. You know, she, I mean, what, what the, the polar opposite for, of, of Stuart, she's actually trying and she's got a good spirit. Yeah, she does. You know, it's frustrating. Um, and I heard some people say this about the show. She keeps going out with that guy. Glenn. That Glenn, and you're just like, you're, and it's probably you probably had friends like this where you see a girl friend of yours and she's with this guy and you're thinking, why are you with this guy? He treats you horrible. There's a scene in the beginning where she's like, oh, if somebody came up to you and said, you know, what were we? And this guy is literally doing everything he can to avoid the question, and that happened all throughout season one, so it's nothing new. And I thought towards the end of season one, I thought she was kind of moving away from him, mm-hmm. but when the season picked up, she's already back with him, and it's it's frustrating. It's it frustrating is, to see it. It is, but especially in, in Hollywood, it's uh, yeah. it's one of those traits. And you know, I mean, yeah. it, you look at her life; she had nothing going for her, and so that's why she took to college. And now she's kind of yep. rebuilding herself, and she's getting a lot of confidence. So she's finding out who she who she is, mm-hmm. much like Stewart ultimately ends up doing. True. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of another character that reminds me of that from the series. Stephen Merchant and I go back to extras because how this one is like two friends who don't really see each other. The end of extras almost had the same thing happening, and they left it a little more ambiguous, so you don't know if they really hooked up or not. This one, by the end, they're basically boyfriend girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I really. I wonder if you live. I live in LA, and this was. Before, I used to watch Entourage, mm-hmm. and I really dug that show. The second I lived in L.A. for a few years and I rewatched that show, I got so much more out of it than I did before. And watching the show, I think, my my God, if I didn't live in L.A. and, you know, been in some of these situations, I wonder if I would relate to the show as much. I, I, I think ultimately, though, that is the beauty there. You know, I did the same thing with Entourage. And, you know, th- that show was so successful because people just liked that lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, that that's different because, I mean, here he's he does mm-hmm. websites goes to Hollywood parties, but it's not really, quote, you know, apart from the actors and things like that, Entourage was very, very Hollywood. True. You had meetings with agents, you had film shoots, you had everything in between, you had the, the luxurious lifestyles with the cars and this. Here you get glimpses of it, but he's not in the business. This show really focuses on the L.A. dating scene, which yeah. in my <laughs> is much different than anywhere else I've dated. Uh, I lived in Florida, Connecticut, you know, even out of this country. L.A., it's, a lot, it's so much... At more most places like who's the person here it's about what do you do yeah what can you do for, what, <laughs> what can you do for what me what can you do for me or like what is what exactly that's the first thing a girl asks her she's like oh what do you do whereas another or places I grew up I was like oh who are you blah 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 I want to get to know you here it's like where are you in the industry what do you do what do you drive yeah <laughs> I mean one of my first dates in LA I brought a girl to a bar this is like literally I was only here for like two months and she's like oh I know this bar let's go get a drink I got the bill got two drinks my check was for $55 That's I let, I knew I was in trouble when the menu came and there was no prices on the menu 
because <laughs> you know listen i just moved to la i was not a rich man at this point i'm still not a rich man and as i'm looking at this menu i'm like there's no prices on here <laughs> and this girl's like got a nice dress on and i'm already like this bar is did nice. you pick it no she picked it she's like i no, picked her up go. i picked her up she's like oh i know a nice bar i was like okay and i went inside it was all neon blue i was like this is not great <laughs> <laughs> and then i got the drinks 55 dollars for two drinks where did where, 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 uh, that's the hollywood dang life let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> i started dating outside of hollywood after that i got smart there you go <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's it's one of those things and, and that's why like uh again he's he's going into this mentality like um remember uh she's she's over in palm springs which is about four hours away from la yes yeah and she's and, and he's so mad at her because he thinks the rules apply <laughs> yeah a a just in like models in general they live they're so by the moment mm-hmm. like what well, my friend said uh we're going to palm springs but you wrote a smiley face that you're gonna meet me he's like you need to be more <laughs> consistent with your emojis more responsible <laughs> yeah, yeah. but again you cannot apply those rules yeah. In in this type of circumstance, that's Especially something you would only deal in L.A. or Hollywood, unless you know that's not something you can deal with in Boston or you know New York. You probably would, but anywhere in Middletown America, you're not going to deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah, but even New York, there's a sense of yeah, New York. I can di- see that. There's a different sense. I mean, the East Coast in general, L.A. is very like <laughs> yeah, it's no big deal. That's true. It's a little more laid back here. Yeah, that's, I mean that's why again going back to that mm-hmm. episode where he followed the girl, you know, she was like, "What? It's no big deal. You just come to the next party." Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think anyone that watches the show, it's funny no matter what. But if you live in LA and you're part of that scene, you're gonna get more out of the show than you. And no one puts in wood. So hear that, <sighs> listeners and 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 viewers. If you're tuning into this show currently. <laughs> Comment below. Let us know when you're going to fly to L.A. And JT <laughs> will personally supervise uh, no. your uh, trips. Yeah. It, some of our situations would be very similar to the show. <laughs> Burning crash fire. <laughs> would not work out. Um, and, you know, so as mentioned, this this kind of this movie is finally discovering who these people are. Both Jessica and both Stuart. Because I really appreciate towards the end when he brings his friends on the on boat, the boat party, yeah the boat party. yeah you know and, and because it, it, it's such a big change because he's again as we joke we opened up the show and we joked about it you're not invited to the boat party exactly he's, <laughs> he would never thought to have done that and his friends aren't you know he's got it like his one friend's kind of overweight one's in a wheelchair <laughs> you know the other one's kind of a geeky looking guy and steven tobolowsky's like what is this it's cramping my style kind of out here and it finally shows some growth because i feel like the beginning of season one he would have threw him overboard just to hook up with any of these hot girls. Yeah. And he's finally grown a little bit more as a human being where he's like, you know what? And he actually told the guy off, which was great. And Glenn. And Glenn, yeah. And you know what? That that was the nice part because that comes back to play later when Glenn sees Jessica and he says, you know, oh, yeah, Glenn was such an a-hole. Mm-hmm. Um, because it finally, you know, it's something that she's wanted to do for the longest time, even though she split up with him. She never had um, the wherewithal to let him know, like, listen, you can't treat women this way. Yeah, yeah. She was she was kind of an enabler in the first season. And even now, I mean, just just because she broke up with him, uh, that was such a funny scene. Are you texting? No, just a quick email. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was so funny. (laughs) And and, and the way she says, like, you know, uh, is this ever going to work out? Or are we ever going to be more than this? 
I can definitely see a future where we can have an honest conversation <laughs> about this. Yeah. That's what you call stretching out the relationship. <laughs> that's... There's a difference between just literally, like, being... Literally lying and then just, like... That's... Yeah. That's such a low. Just giving her the go-around. Trying to keep things going. Uh, almost... Stephen Merchant... I believe he directed this by himself. And I think this is the first thing he's done without Ricky Gervais. Yeah. How do you feel like it held up to extras in office? And have you seen Life's Too Short? I have not seen Life's Too okay. Short. Okay, I would highly recommend that. It's really funny. Um, you know, I, I to me, each is different. Obviously, it, it held its own. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie had a tonal inconsistency only because, he, again, he was so uh, negative towards yep. people initially. And, um, you know, there were... for. For joke purposes, it's it was slightly inconsistent in the beginning. Okay. I, I felt, um, but regardless, I absolutely love the movie. It, it, each is very different, you know what I mean? Because The Office is about The Office, and and it's not it, in this way, right? It's it's ultimately about Jessica and Stuart. Mm-hmm. The Office, you know, it's not really about it's a, it's about Pam. And um, what was his name? Um, the the guy who plays the Hobbit now, Martin Freeman. Yeah, but what's his name in the show? Oh, in the office. Oh God, I can't remember. Jim? Was, no, it's no, it's not Jim. Jim. Because that's the that's, that's the American. Let's just say Martin for now. Yeah, um, you know, and, and they, they they had such a. It ultimately was about them, mm-hmm. you know. And he had that great speech, like, "Hey, you know what?" Right before she comes back at the Christmas party, he says, "Hey, you know what? Um, my life's gonna go on just because if you turn off the cameras, it doesn't mean my life's yeah. over." Life's going to continue. You know what's very similar? And I guess you could say spoilers for The Office also. If you watch this, I hope you watch The Office. Um, and Jim gets rejected, or I'm sorry, Martin's character gets rejected, and then it cuts back like a year later, right? Mm-hmm. In this movie, he gets rejected in a very similar way, but not so much like it wasn't built up as much. It's more like, hey, maybe we should date. Then he finds out she was still seeing that guy, just like she went mm-hmm. back to her boyfriend in the office. And... So I do feel like Stephen Merchant and uh, Ricky Gervais kind of do the same tricks a lot, mm-hmm. and they maybe they should try to do something a little differently. Because listen, if anything, even though I love this movie, it was very predictable. Oh, absolutely, it was very predictable. And I was hoping maybe they would do something a little different because they've like The Office, and even to an extent the extras, they've done this kind of story before. Fair enough, I, I definitely see that. I mean, here's the thing: ultimately, this movie is a romantic comedy. Yeah. So, and you're but not would be... you call the series a romantic comedy? Because I wouldn't. No, no, absolutely, absolutely. Not. Okay, so the movie was, but not the series. No. Okay. And that, that therein lie the difference of why ultimately, like, if I had to say which was better, the movie or the TV show, I would say the oh, TV show. TV show, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for that very reason. Yes. This honestly, I feel like we got we're lucky we even got this movie. I think yeah. Ricky Gervais and Steve Merchant have such a good relationship with HBO. They're like, listen, we can't give you season two. But we'll give you like you know an hour and a half film just to kind of finish it off. Which at least we got that because I would hate it. I would listen. I would have hated it if it just ended after season one. Yeah, and no. we didn't get anything else. I would have hated it. But it came out of nowhere for me. I, re- I remember someone uh, taking a picture of a billboard and saying, "Hey, guess what?" And I was like, "Whoa!" whoa. Oh, and I saw the picture and I got all excited. Yeah, I know. I again, I after the first season, I heard nothing for the longest time, and then I heard about the movie. I was like, "All right, well, it sucks we're not getting season two, but hey, at least we're getting a movie." And I was happy because all the other series, Life's Too Short ended with a movie, Extras in the Office, and they all wrapped it up nicely. Yeah. So I was happy we are going to get that. We got it. And, uh, you know, as we've been mentioning, the movie's very self-contained. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, the first 
be as okay. Um, I got to get a girl because you know my, my ex is coming to town. I got to impress her. And through yeah. all this, you know, Jessica, and then the, the focus shifts to Jessica, and okay, he got rejected there. And they end up together. That's basically the beats. Yeah, very like I said, very predictable. Um, but I like the you know, is it the greatest speech ever told? No, but I like the I like Which the idea, the per- percentages. Oh, the percentages, yeah. You know what I mean? Because every romantic comedy, you have to have like a win yeah. her moment or I a win you. him moment, and you know, to me, the percentages is almost the it, it's it's a nicer way of saying like, hey, listen, you're not going to do any better than me. And I'm not going to do about any better than you. I got you. So let's quit this whole trying to do better yeah, than yeah. each other and just marry each other. Well, I didn't get that far. <laughs> yes, but it's basically but that sentiment. That's the sentiment you do get at the end of it. And, um, yeah, again, it was predictable. Um, I, I'm really curious if season two started. If it would have probably a little more progression to it. Mm-hmm. This did feel like it very quickly kind of happened. She ran to her ex, and he was like, oh, you told him off. Then he ran to her at the party, and then afterwards the party, he's like, eh, percentages. It all felt a little rushed to me. Uh, maybe if the the first, last half hour was really all the dramatic stuff, I wish they would have maybe sprinkled that in towards the beginning a little bit more. I don't know. I don't know. It's every tough. Com- every it's comedy, tough. though, starts off That's with true. so much. It's jam- the first couple minutes are mm. so jam-packed because you can you can be sort yeah. of non-sec, um, set, set, whatever. You can, you can just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. But then eventually you have to move the story along, and yes, you will have less jokes per minute towards the end. Yeah. It's just comedy, the way it is. It's tough. Listen, overall, I laughed for the first hour consistently. Last half hour, not so much, but I was okay with that because I got to tie up all the little stories. And even his friend met a girl at yeah. the bar. That was ah, I'm so happy that, about that. Because I felt so bad for him in the first season. I was like, this guy cannot catch a break with his ex-wife. So I was really glad that happened. And, and it was nice of him to finally recognize, you know, he was like... Okay, I'm going to go, but you yeah, stay. you stay. Yeah, he saw what was happening. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I was surprised his friend with the long hair and the glasses, kind of like his assistant kind of guy, he didn't really, uh, he doesn't really have much of an arc throughout this whole series or even the movie. He's just a side character for laughs. But I was curious if they were going to try to do something with him, but they didn't. But I did love that one scene where he's like, Oh, he's like pretending to be assistant in front of his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> he gives him $100. He's like, ah, look at that. And they literally... The husband and wife like turn around, look out the window, and he's just like, "Give me the money back." <laughs> I was like, "Yep, that's him. He's fake." What do they say? Hey, boss, can you check over my work? Oh yeah, the worst acting ever. <laughs> sure. Oh, this is really, really great. But you know what? Make it better. Try. I don't know if this yeah. is what it would. Try JavaScript instead. Yeah, he's literally just brilliant. Typing. He's typing the worst, just like gibberish on there. That was so good. I mean, and here's the thing. When you live in Hollywood, L.A., and you're anywhere in the entertainment industry, there's times where you, you kind of do that. You want to do that, at least. Maybe you, should, you probably you shouldn't do that. But there's moments where you kind of want to make yourself bigger than you actually are. JT, I've never had... Luckily, I've never had to lie. And you stick with me, you will never have to lie either. <laughs> there you go. You will just be a baller. <laughs> just be a baller. All right. Well, I've been lying here and there. <laughs> but, Ladies and gentlemen, JTE helps maintain... The Popcorn Talk Network. Lord help us all. For better Lord or worse, that is that is the truth. That's my pickup line at bars. I'm like, hey, I work. Uh, I run the Popcorn Talk Network. Hey, that's, it's it a works. true statement. See if it works. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? I mean, we don't need to. I, I know anatomies are usually a lot longer, but yeah. uh, but I don't 
Yeah, it's tough. Um, what would you like Stephen Merchant to do from here on out? Would you like to see him do a theatrical? Would you like to see him do another series in HBO? Like, where do you think he should go from here? He does act once in a while. I mean, but nothing huge. I want to. See, I want to see him act. I want to see him and Ricky Gervais back together again. Back together, but but also not just like okay, Stephen Merchant in the background. I want to see them front, both of them. And like uh, they're both starring in a series together. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, take a, it could be like Dumb and Dumber-esque, where it's, you know, a buddy comedy. Have they announced their next project? I don't know. I should have looked, I could have swore they announced something recently. Uh, they Oh, they are doing a Brent movie, which is going to be a movie based on the character Brent from The Office. Okay. I don't know, I'm sure Stephen Merchant will be writing and directing it with him, but he probably won't be starring in it. But I really, I really wish this show had more of a following. I think not enough people have seen it, so... If you made it this far, you've probably already seen it. But tell your friends to go watch this show. They have HBO Plus. I guarantee they will enjoy the show. Absolutely. I can't see anybody not liking the show. Again, like you said earlier, the main characters aren't the most likable people. Absolutely not. (laughs) And if you like The Office or Extras, and if you haven't seen those, see those. But give it a shot. It is a different brand of humor, but I think it's some of the best, funniest writing I've seen in a series in years. Yeah, and uh, to me, I personally love that sort of dry humor and just, just, yeah. So anyway, thank you guys for for uh, watching us. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in. And and as I mentioned, if you're interested in the discussion of all of the episodes, you know, one through eight for Hello Ladies, the TV series, check out AfterBuzzTV.com. It has all of them. And I'm going to revisit them. Because after watching the movie, I just want to go back and watch the whole season over again. And uh, luckily, it's hosted by uh, Pretty Girls. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to watch the after show right not. afterwards. We are not. Oh, wow. Uh, well, but. I'm sorry, guys. We do have Pretty Girls on the Popcorn Talk Network, so yeah, check that out. And guys, we have a lot of cute guys. We're not bad. Um, so definitely hit that subscribe button. Um, and uh, if you prefer audio, do that as well. You know, just go to go to iTunes or wherever and subscribe to all the great shows, whether it's Box Office Breakdown with JTE, whether it's Anatomy, a movie with me, um, whether it's we got Jedi Alliance, we we got Marvel, Marvel movie news, Marvel, we got DC, DC movie, movie news, news, profiles. We got the Schmoes No Movie Show, Schmoes of course. No. And uh, everything else in between. Uh, we got Meet the Movie Press. That's doing really well. Oh, it's a great show. Um, so thank you guys for joining us yet again on another Anatomy of a Movie. We'll see you here on a more serious movie perhaps next time. <laughs> yeah. But hey, we had fun. It's Thanksgiving. Let's go to a boat party. Boat, boat party. Boat party. Boat party. Boat party. Boat party. Dial another number. No one home. So then it- From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the rest of the Anatomy of a Movie staff, we would like to thank you for listening and subscribing to the show. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email or tweet us. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been Anatomy of a Movie.